0: turn with another mini episode mini review nana aren't you excited to have i am. this conversation
1: yeah i think just to you know rom squad you're gonna get be getting these for a while because i'm tired it's summer i'm traveling next month there's just a lot going on so we're gonna be oh, wow. doing <laughs> we're gonna be doing these mini reviews for a while but i love them i enjoy them
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i like yeah actually this the next two weeks are going to be very busy. Uh, actually, <laughs> I I thought I was going to be in Korea next week. I forgot to tell you, but my trip got canceled. So, oh, you know. okay. So yeah. So speaking of busy, uh, so today we have another mini episode, a little review of Yay. what a movie that set the internet on fire. It seems it's the Netflix adaptation of Persuasion. Um, yeah. You guys know how we feel about Jane Austen on this podcast. Yeah. Uh,
1: so and if not, that's no surprise.
0: Refer if to not- the OG
1: Janesis, the episode. <laughs> it's like episode four or something. Yeah,
0: it is like it's up there. It's like it was season one, just last year, guys. Get into it. Um yeah. anyway. Uh I do I, I just want to give a disclaimer, guys. I okay. just <laughs> for how I might sound this episode, I just I'm I was telling Nana before we started recording, I'm currently watching Love Island UK, which if you guys have not heard is this like show where they put like a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds and one 19-year-old this season in a villa in Mallorca. And they have no contact with the outside world. And they're all, like, competing to, like, fall in love. And then at the end, they win, like, 50,000 pounds. Um, And the men... I just watched an episode where the men are so horrible. So that might color how I talk in this
1: episode. FYI. Are you, like, a man... Are you a man-hater right now? Is Wentworth going to get a lot of... uh, uh, You know...
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe, 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 because I need to find a way to you know get rid of this ire that I feel, and I can't go. You, know, I don't know how. Where else I'm going to put this energy? So it might just be on Captain Wentworth, and I'm, you know, sorry, not sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh well, I'm neutral towards men today, so he'll he'll be fine. <laughs> this is, that, Honestly, oh it. my
0: god, I that I I'm leaving it alone (laughs) I'm not touching that I'm not touching that so anyway so we're talking about Persuasion which is an adaptation of I think it's um Nan and I were just talking it might be my no actually it's not my favorite Jane Austen Pride and Prejudice still wins but it's definitely like one of the ones that doesn't get as much I think attention but it's quite good
1: yeah like I I I it's a tough one I think that Pride and Prejudice because of the way I kind of happened upon it it's kind of significant in mm. my life the way it's mm. so frothy the way you want to be Lizzie Bennet you know and Darcy is just like the prototypical or you know whatever like brooding loving yeah man. like romantic hero. Yeah, hero yeah so I think Pride and Prejudice is my favorite I do think Persuasion might actually be a better book it's like a very close mm. second to me it just doesn't Wasn't have Wasn't her last of book kind of- too yeah, I think it was her last book before she died. She was almost yeah. 40 when she wrote it. And yeah. um, and I think one thing, especially as I get older, I've actually been meaning to reread it for a while. Like I've read it twice, maybe three times, but I want to do another reread um, mm. because it's a second chance, which we don't see a lot of, right? And the, yeah. the protagonist is like pretty much a spinster. So like if you read Pride and Prejudice, Lizzie's like in her prime and they're talking about people like Charlotte, you know? Um, why am I who's like, like on you know, the shelf? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. How, Lucas, Lucas, how Charlotte, Charlotte? Lucas. Charlotte Lucas was like 27 or 28, so she's about Anne okay. Elliott's age. And so, Got this it. is kind of like okay, maybe what's like the story behind the spinster, right? Like, it's actually a really interesting mm-hmm. perspective to take for that time because a lot of those women, yeah. like you said, were just considered they're on the shelf, but like, there's like a lot right. going on, and like. It's an incredibly interior book. Like so much of the book, because Anne Elliot is such like a emotionally repressed character who is just very mm. submissive and quiet. But she's been really broken down. So so much of her observation is just internal. Like so much of her feelings are through the intern, like the internal monologue of the character. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. Lizzie, where we get both. Where but we get to see her ch- like uh, sparkle and charm people around her. Anne Elliot is so different. She's not usually the type of woman or protagonists that you're rooting for in these like Regency era mm-hmm. um, romances and so I just think it's like and th- I, I'm saying all of this because I think if I were to adapt a Jane Austen novel and I was Netflix and didn't really want to go real deep and wanted to cheapen everything and like make it memeable and make it cool and whatever, this is not the one I would have chosen. Like I, I just, I, <laughs> this is not the novel. It's a, I think it's yeah. a very hefty, serious novel, you know? yeah, It has like a little bit of a morose sort of like lachrymose, like kind of, there's so much longing and regret. It's like the arc of the character in terms of, coming into her own is really significant like you gotta mm. you gotta be really ready to do like it's all it's like like they do the punch- work like if you're yeah. adapt
0: it do the work yeah like, they were punching above the their weight
1: here and yeah. i've even like i've only seen a f- handful of persuasion adaptations it's not one of the ones that people like sense and sensibility emma like pride and prejudice you- you're gonna get like Every few years, an adaptation. Persuasion. Yeah, people like don't there's touch. gonna be one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Persuasion people don't touch that much, and I think it's because of that. It's really hard. Um, and so, this is to say that I'm not grading on a curve uh, uh, at all with this. But uh, yeah, this isn't law I, school. We don't. Yeah, curves. But I feel like they bit off more than they could chew. That's like yeah. I'm gonna start with that. I I, I wow, really that do. is such a that is such a diplomatic.
0: Um, we'll get response. into it we'll get that's into really like it. i'm very i'm very impressed i'm very impressed <laughs> all right so we've given you a little bit of an intro so just so you guys know like it's just, just like random trivia and um, these names might be recognized by some of you might not be uh so it was this adaptation stars dakota johnson um as the titular or like the mainly le- the uh the main female character uh anne elliott it's directed by a woman named carrie cracknell and it was adapted for the screen by ron bass and alice victoria winslow and you know it's so interesting i sent nana a trailer for this like I sent ages it, nana, ago ages like, ago and
1: I, like and months, we weren't months, sure if we months. wanted
0: to yeah it's been I've, months and we weren't sure if we wanted to do it we we're like you know what like We put it as like a maybe in our, because we like, you guys probably have noticed that we're probably like, we're quite type A. So we put this in our maybe of like episodes we would do before the season. And we're like, ah, we don't know if we'll do it. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then like it premiered, like well we saw the trailer and I remember seeing like a criticism of the trailer where someone was like, Dakota Johnson does not have period face. Like she does not look, like she's the, she like, If you see Dakota Johnson, you know that's a a face that has seen an iPhone before. Like, that's a tweet I saw. So, it's like, it's very hard to believe her in, like, the 1800s, like, pining over a sailor, right? So, at that point, Nana and I were like, uh, maybe we won't do this movie. Like, it seems, and this trailer is not really, like, you know, giving us any sort of, like, like, we're not getting, like, intrigued by it. So, we'll probably leave it alone. And then... It premiered and all of these reviews came out. Like, I don't understand. Like, I have to read you guys a couple of, like, I, like, did a Google search just so I could mm-hmm. read the titles of these reviews. Uh, this is from Vox. Persuasion Review. The Netflix film is an absolute disaster. <laughs> Slate, <laughs> like, okay. Slate Magazine. Persuasion on Netflix. A disaster of a movie with one great idea. Vanity Fair. A modernized persuasion isn't very convincing. Ah, uh, Persuasion, Netflix's Jane Austen adaptation is one of the worst movies in years. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we have to relax a little bit. This is yeah. like very <laughs> provocative <Yeah>. language. <laughs> and,
1: and, and we were talking about this earlier because I read – I probably read like 12 to 15 reviews. Mm. They all – were saying the same thing. They, like, were just, like... I mean, some people have... I think there's mixed reviews about Dakota Johnson. We can talk about that. And her
0: acting. And her acting.
1: Because I actually do think... Like, I was very skeptical of her, but I actually do think in a different kind of movie I could have bought her. You know what I mean? If they Mm -hmm. had, like, done it Mm -hmm. right. Um, Yeah. But I think everybody kind of agreed that the... Uh, what is it, the use of, like, modern language, like, kind of modern lingo in that period yeah. didn't quite work. Like, it, it yeah. was just, like, a lot... A, everybody kind of um, referred to, what is it, like, a London 5 is a bath 10. Like, every review, like, hated that lie. <laughs> like, every review or, like, her sister. Every saying, single I meant- review
0: I read, I read, like, 5 or 6, and they all <laughs> mentioned that lie. Yeah. And I actually don't think it's the worst one. I think the worst one is when they talk about were war- like, in, like... This I th- I can't remember. It might have been the Vox review that says it. So this is a this is a review from Vox. So okay, here we go. Where Austin wrote with her finely tuned sense of irony and social paradox. Now they were as strangers. Nay, worse than strangers, for they could never become acquainted. It was a perpetual estrangement. Okay, that's the line yeah, she wrote. Yeah, beautiful. In the that's adaptation,
1: lyrical,
0: it's. Go- I mean, that's a bar. Like, drop that yeah. anywhere, it's a bar. It's a bar, it's a bar, it's a bar, it's a bar. You can drop that in, like, any freestyle you want, it's going to go off. It's a bar, okay? But if you go to how this was rendered in the adaptation, it says, now we're strangers. And, you know, Dakota Johnson really did her best with this. She really yeah. tried, but it's she just, did there's try. just no... There's no way you can say this properly and act it. No matter how, you can even be Meryl Streep. And I don't even think Meryl Streep could pull it off. And Meryl, you know, Meryl can not yeah. her socks off. Anyway, so the line is, now we're strangers. No, worse than strangers, we're exes.
1: Yeah, because you should read the it's Jane so Austen novel. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's stuff there. We'll talk about the scene because this letter scene and the book is fire. Like it is, I think one of the most romantic Jane Austen. It like, was so poorly done it, it, in this adaptation. It was so poorly they, done. Uh, they undercut it completely. It was very upsetting. Yeah, but basically, with his yeah. writing this letter, she he, she had, doesn't really have a chance to talk to him, because she's talking to his friend, and their people around, and like, in the book, you're supposed to just feel all this tension, right? And there's a lot going on mm-hmm. in her head, and she's getting fl- flustered. In the book, she's just kind of, like, or the movie, she's just kind of like, talking to the friend, but kind of glancing at him. And anyway, she there's a big line that's both in the book and the movie, where the friend is talking about how this guy who's marrying Louisa like had who had been engaged to his sister like basically mm-hmm. lamenting the fact that like maybe he didn't hold on to the love of his sister so then Anne goes yeah. into this long monologue about how women love longer and even when men lose interest because of all this stuff and you know they have other things to do a woman will mm-hmm. stay home and just hold on to that love went with overhears mm-hmm. that and he writes a letter to her basically being like bitch you lying because i love you <laughs> and it's just like and it's really supposed to be this beautiful scene because he confesses his love and then there's this famous line which thankfully the movie did keep which is i'm half hope half agony right yeah that's and- a good line It's a great line. Um, And so then, like, she reads it, they reunite, bada-bing, bada-boom, they're together. And we talked about this already, but Anne is such an interesting character because she really starts off, like, totally beaten down by life. She's, like, totally regretting, and I'm talking about the book now, totally Mm -hmm. regrets this decision she made in life to let this guy go, totally regretting that she allowed herself to be sort of... Uh, um subject or submissive to the like social norms right that she didn't follow her heart and so the most of the book is one her kind of and 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 she was described when she was at her prime 19 when she was gonna be engaged to him as sort of like this jewel like beautiful like Mm -hmm. um accomplished and then she just becomes like a shell of her former self right very marmy and whatever and the, the, the great thing that the book shows is that as she is like re like encounters Wentworth she just starts to little by little blossom again and I like the book has great language about how all of a sudden she's just kind of this like handsome woman right like everything mm. about her is opening up again she's almost like she's like a flower that had wilted unto itself and then she's blooming again right um because he's her th- son and then
0: because he's know, her like, but it's also he's her son
1: but it's also her learning to like really um sort of claim and sit in her feelings, you know? Like, because before so much of her life had been repressing her feelings for like others, right? And for society and her Mm. duty and all that. Mm. And in the book, you see how very slowly, because I think why I related to this character, or a lot of us would, is because she's so in her head you know Mm. and so in the book she's like gradually just coming to terms and allowing herself to feel things and like acknowledging her love for this man where before she just kind of you know and and she she blooms and she becomes and she becomes more confident she stands up to her family and it's great this is all to say the movie had none of that like you just didn't get any of that nuance, any of that character development, like it's bad, like, it, like I, I can give the movie two reviews The as an adaptation of Persuasion I think it was horrendous right, like I actually think it's a really bad adaptation okay, Terrible. keep going I thought no, you were gonna, like, I just
0: okay. I, I was, I like, I was thinking I was thinking, should I do my thumbs up now or should I do it at the end of this episode, so I'll wait but yeah,
1: it, it was a, a bad really bad adaptation, and we have talked about like last time we talked about um fire island which again it's not it doesn't take place in the time it transposes a lot of like the regency mores into like gay, uh, gay c- culture I, like, gay New York culture, right? It's mm-hmm. it's doing a different thing, but it totally understands the spirit of the novel. This yeah. did not seem to understand the spirit of the novel. It did not seem to understand the characters. It did not under- seem to understand, like, t- t- like the core of that story, at least to me, and I think a lot of people who read it, is that Anne Elliot is not... The cool girl. She is the wallflower. She is, you know, she's so different from Lizzie Bennett or Emma Woodhouse or Marianne. Uh, I'm forgetting the last names in Sense of Sensibility, but like she's, oh, yeah uh, she's just a very, she, she doesn't have a lot in the beginning Dashboard. to really dash, yeah. She doesn't have a lot. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. She doesn't have a lot gonna to bother really, me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she doesn't, but she just doesn't have a lot to sort of like commend herself to other people right and yeah. this and dakota johnson honestly i have very mixed feelings about her i think and i've been reading reviews that have like helped me formulate this i was actually i when i saw the review the that even like the i think it was like an indie wire thing that yeah. this movie was going to be made like we talked about this like almost a year ago i was like dakota yeah. johnson like, yeah we did talk about that yeah that's true she wasn't actually that bad you know, I just she don't was know if fine. She's, like, just, she's... fine. It's just... She's also, like, a type. And, like, I think a lot of her charm is in the fact that she's acerbic and she's, like, a cool girl and she's yeah. right and she's all these things But that's that not... Just like, it was just not Anne Elliot. That's not Anne Elliot. Ann, Ann, Elliot. It's just it's not, not. Anne Elliot. And if you're and a good so actor... If you're, like a Jane Austen.
0: So this is going to be rude. But I feel like if you're a good actor, like, you shouldn't have, like... And maybe, and listen, I'm not an actress, right? I can't act. So that's why yeah. I not my chosen profession. But it feels like if your appeal is the fact that your whole sort of shtick is like, you know, when you were in Fifty Shades of Grey and you were doing like this whole like sort of acerbic sort of like dry, like, you know, like you're winking at the audience type thing, but that's not the character you're cast to play, then like play the actual character and like, but I don't think it's on her.
1: Yeah, I I think it's the adaptation. Like, I
0: really think the adaptation called for her to be like that. Yeah,
1: I I think they were like, we want her for this because. And one of the reviews, I wish I could remember. Maybe it was the Vox pointed out, which I think was like an astute point, which is like there are moments of very few moments of like quiet contemplation, like when she's standing by the water and she's just looking out, and she's actually not bad. Like in those moments, I was like, I think I could buy her as like, you know. And people say like she's oh too beautiful to be the wallflower, but like. Anne was at some point beautiful. She just, you know, like so, like I, I, I don't think it was like her looks or anything like that. i No, think it's just I think like it's they, like a
0: yeah. They, they know.
1: wanted her to do like the Fleabag thing, you know, like they wanted her. To I hated do- her talking
0: to us. By the way, I hated. it I hated that I hate so much. It. I hated it so much. It was like, I don't like. I like. First of all, I'm a huge Fleabag fan. I oh, love yeah. Fleabag is one of my favorite comedies over the past few years. So good. I yeah. wish we were getting a third season. We're never getting one, but like, <laughs> I like, I wish we were so good. And the way they used, um, Fleabag sort of being, you know, the narrator and then actually talking and engaging with us in the first season and then changing it in the second season. Like, I don't care, you, Like, yeah. You hear about spoilers now because it's many yeah. years and like have actually having like, other character Car- like, exactly. character actually engage with her and be like who are you talking to it, oh that was and, amazing like, have, <laughs> I, was,
1: I like
0: i remember the first time i like jumped i'm like oh, he can see us yeah yeah yeah. it was very smart because it was it was clear that phoebe waller bridge realized that she couldn't rely on the same shtick like she had to like show it be a little have something be happen a little differently here it's like it's it's so interesting because it's like an hour and 49 minute movie, right? Yeah. Like it, you would think that sort of like we would be able to deal with it and have it not, not let them go to that well so many times. It's like, why is she always talking to us?
1: Like, yeah. stop
0: talking to us. Like, I know you're an interior character and this is how you're trying to deal with that for us but to that's it, But that's the thing.
1: It's. She's an interior character, so like the Zach Morris and like breaking of the fourth wall is like so weird. Because I think the other thing with Fleabag is it's almost like it made sense because she was almost dissociating because of the amount yeah. of guilt she felt, right? Yeah, and so like yeah. it like the the function made sense in that story. If you're supposed to be like a really observational wallflower, like and I don't love voiceovers, but I'd rather it had been just like a voiceover, like writing in your diary shit than her wink. Because it's like when you break the fourth wall in that way, it's so meta, it's so self aware, and it's so wink wink nudge nudge which I think is just totally incongruous with like that character and the spirit of that right and so I felt like and a lot of reviews said this like they were using it to use this device to seem a bit cheeky a bit cool cutting edge but I didn't serve a lot of narrative purpose and in fact it just muddled the story and I think that's every review is kind of like this thing doesn't know what it is it's super confused right
0: yeah
1: like like, And and I I have to agree
0: I found her as a character insufferable. Like, honestly, like I in the was movie. very in the movie. Yeah. Not yet on the book. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, I found her completely insufferable. I felt like. I was like, she's talking to us too much. Like, she's like quirky. Oh, like it's so cute. <laughs> I oh, hated the adorable
1: wine. quirky thing. Yeah, yeah like she drinks red wine because it was also, like it was like trying to do Bridget Jones, but not as well as Bridget Jones, because also Bridget Jones is a totally different type of character. But I was doing a lot of that stuff. <laughs> like, you why are you like cribbing from
0: rom com? Sort of like you know stalwarts of the genre from the early to like late to like, you know, current to like 2000s or whatever, I don't know, like early 2000s, and then to the 2010s. Like, why is that what you're cribbing from? And it's just so interesting. Like, you can tell that they thought they were being so clever by having like, you know, modern language, um, but keeping the, the setting of the 1800s. Uh, but like, just that- because you do that, that doesn't mean that it's a good adaptation, or you're doing something that's like clever or witty. There's a lot. It's like, it's not incisive. Like, you're not, like, we're not it's, in on the joke with you here. Yeah. And it's, like, tonally, it was just completely off from the beginning to the end. Like, exactly like you said, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, there's a line from, like, Helen Lewis wrote a review that you sent me in The Atlantic. Mm. Uh, and she, like, did a view as, like, a Zoom interview with the director. Uh, what did I say? Carrie Cracknell, who's, like, a British British descent. So maybe, the, you know, sort of that British humor she's trying to get into into the movie. And she tells Helen Lewis, like she said, we were looking for a language that ha- we we're looking for a language that had a contemporary psychological sensibility at times, and that allowed us to take slightly different perspectives of the care on the characters through a modern lens. And it was like, why?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, for what yeah, keep reason going.
0: for what's the purpose and- of that?
1: And I like because I did in my notes, so I kind of want to go through because I feel like this. There's so many things that are do what this movie was trying to do better, right? And so, like, I was really into Dickinson. Rest in peace. Was, I think it was like three seasons or two seasons, right? Did you ever watch I think, that? I think it
0: got to three. I never watched it, but I heard yeah. like fine reviews of it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was really really, good. and I think one of the yeah, I thought it was really good. And one of the things is that they were just kind of like throwing caution to the wind. They used. All mod- modern lingo. They, like, they had, like, the dressing. They used her poetry. They had, like, conceptually, like, things were happening, like, the Civil War or whatever. But they, like, the the kind of wink-wink, nudge-nudge is, like, Emily Dickinson is kind of like a horse girl. Like, the a lot of, like, the boys who went to Dickinson, like, the, to the college and stuff. Like, a lot of the landed gentry are, like, bros. And so, like, they, like... Like force modern sensibilities on on, hoist foisted upon it, but in a way Mm -hmm. that they were hundred percent committed to it, right? Like they were using rap music. Was Khalifa was in the show? You know, like it was like they went all in. you to
0: watch it? Yeah, they went Khalifa being in the first season.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just went all in, and it was just bold, right? And so it's kind of like, oh, this is like reimagining with like you know old timey clothes and like. And, like, um, where we talked about Mary, the character in this book, almost feels like a cribbing of Lavinia, who's in Dickinson, who is just this, like, mm. insane character. Like, I think Dickinson really gets it right. But this this movie doesn't really want to go full throttle into, the like, the modern stuff. Because, like, Dickinson, I think, is tr- s- supposed to be absurd, right? And to the point of, like, everything yeah. is laughable. But this movie still wants to have that, like, period film polish, you know? And so I, I think it wasn't, like, brave enough to do that. And then, like, Whereas like there's stuff like the favorite and the great, which are also like kind of like Dickinson, except for like they even go like they're more use more of the old time language. Right. But Mm. they decide they're going to focus on like sort of the basis, crudest, like behavior of people. And so it's funny in that way. Right. Because they're like, we're not going to sugarcoat what this time is. And it feels really modern in that way. Right. Um, But. And then there's, like, stuff that actually do, like, real, like, adaptations, like Clueless or um, Mm. Bridget Jones or Fire Island, where they're like, you know what, we just want to take the spirit of it, but we're going to, like, use, like, sort of a modern backdrop or setting. This movie kind of doesn't know what it wants to do, and it's, like, not brave enough to, like, really sit in any of those Molds and so just kind of is like Okay well we want to have the look of like a BBC drama but then a cape K- but the Costumes are really off because they kind of look Like I you saw my notes like I was like That white yeah. shirt whatever Ensemble looks like business casual And then you're like Kind of sometimes using Jane Austen like language But then you're talking about exes and you're saying Oh f- you know London 5 Bath 10 I really hated and that exes like, Line man it really <laughs> yeah the exes Line was so bad and then, she was like, Saying oh, it I'm like a-
0: on like a beach like like she's like on the moors or something it's supposed yeah. to be like very clearly affecting and i just was like not having it
1: I but i think if they were like gonna be like we are gonna imagine these characters as these like modern archetypes for real because that's what like dickinson does right like it'll like yeah. it's like like the problem is that they they didn't do that right so if they're like okay like we think of like i don't even know what archetypes would have made sense but like they still wanted to Remain in the framework of Regency era, yeah. and so it just felt so muddled. Like if you like, they should have just like honestly the way that they were doing it, they should have just done a straight adaptation. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, I think that like, would have been better. I, just, and I
1: think I would have enjoyed it more, honestly. Yeah,
0: Like this is like, like it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's like what are you yeah. like? Like you're trying to satisfy two different. Parts of what you think the movie should look like And then you succeed in
1: not doing either then. Yeah so. and it's like I, I think what they were trying to do is like kind of capitalize Off of Bridgerton but the thing is yeah. Bridgerton is like On purpose sexy and frothy And soapy and you know yeah, It, it knows what it is and so If you're going to try to then do it, Jane Austen, but like make it Bridgerton, and like you're taking an actual well-worn plot that people and characters that people love, and then you're just mm-hmm. kind of fucking with them, and they don't resemble anything, you know? Like it's even spiritually, weird. they don't feel like she does not feel like even a spiritual descendant of Anne Elliot the way that like no. Cher Horowitz feels of Emma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, it really fails. It really yeah. fails. That being said, know what I w- oh keep going. Oh go ahead. No go ahead. No no keep going.
0: I wouldn't, and you know what, like, you know, I wouldn't mind if it was like it swung for the fences and then it was like, at least like I was entertained, but it like went for it.
1: Yeah. This is just boring. (laughs) It's boring. I was literally going to say, at the end of the day, like, I don't even. Boring. I like, you know how like a lot of those um, reviews were kind of like, this is a disaster. It's a travesty. I didn't even feel that. It was just more like, I just felt it was dull and aggressively mediocre. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, really I don't was. even think, like, I don't think I'd m- give it a D. I'd probably give it a C minus because like I could like have it on the background where I do other stuff, you know, like I wasn't disgusted by it. That's I so just generous. thought it was so boring. I had to like start it twice before, like I started it, stopped, started it and stopped it twice before I got through it. I like, tried to watch it
0: on Friday. Like, no. Yeah, you know, yeah, I did like, too. Not, I was just like, "No, was like this is just not happening." I, no. just, I don't know what to say, and I, I feel like there are better things for me to do with my Fridays. Yes, <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> like, is this is like, is this what it's come to? Because I have to do something better than this. Um, I honestly get the only reason I give it any sort of rating, like I would give it a D, oh. um, probably, and it's not like maybe a D is unfair. I don't know. We're not C minus.
1: It's C like, yeah,
0: fine, D minus, fine, D minus. Um, or maybe that's hard. It's like, see, maybe I say C minus, fine.
1: Like, it's Yeah, like, it's, okay. that's what I say, C minus, C minus. Fine,
0: fine, C minus. Um, but Henry Golden actually wanted her to date him.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if I thought he was a good actor in Crazy Rich Asians, but in this movie, I was like, oh, he's a solid actor.
0: He didn't have to do, I think because in Crazy Rich Asians, he didn't have to do much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like he just was like, you know, hot. And then, hot, you know, yeah. Yeah, and there was like not much like, he was, I think his character was not fleshed out in Crazy Rich Asians really, yeah. so he wasn't doing a lot. But here, because, well, you know, again, I interrupt Nana's plot summary. He's supposed to be like that, like in the book, he's like the mustache twirling, like yeah, you know, dreaded cousin that's inheriting and taking them away from, you know, their lives or whatever. But he, I enjoyed him here. I thought he was a yeah. Delight. Like I really liked him. He was him. great. Like I felt like when oh, there's a review that mentioned that when he showed up, it was like a jolt to the movie, and I agree. I just like it felt like it just been meandering. And no offense to Cosmo, Jarvis, and Dakota Johnson, I just didn't think they had yeah. chemistry. Like,
1: no, it they didn't. Didn't. It didn't. And Cosmo, I didn't buy any
0: of it. Yeah.
1: I couldn't yeah. decide if I like – because, like, sometimes I was just like, he's a dead-eyed Darcy. You know? <laughs> he was just, like, yeah, and I've, seen, like, and I've
0: seen him in other things. Like, I'm trying to remember what I've seen him in, and I liked him in it. But in this, I just was like
1: – Yeah. And then sometimes he's just – a lot – most of the movie felt like he was on the verge of crying, which I guess yes, is good. Yes.
0: Yes. Like, and I guess maybe that's the direction, but yeah. – Yeah. I don't yeah. know.
1: It, like, I, I actually know. felt like everybody was probably – a good actor in that movie it just yeah did, wasn't working
0: but yeah, yeah Henry like Golding
1: just, was yeah. solid. he did a lot with like very
0: little honestly yeah like a lot with very little I was very impressed with that I was very impressed with that so
1: but you know hey, what hey also, guys like, I was, I oh, was go just gonna say one thing about that character though that drove me crazy is from the movie like you like they make it seem like oh he's conniving he's up to something they never they take out the part of the plot that actually shows what his like, machinations like why is a bad were... guy. Yeah, so it's yeah. like so confusing. Like, <laughs> like what they are de- Like,
0: that's what I don't understand. They're cutting out like key <laughs> plot points and then my, like, yeah. made it even more exciting. I would have loved to have him be yeah. more of a mustache twirling villain and like work with that. Yeah. um But he, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I didn't understand what went into like the things that were cut, why they were cut or why they were cut the way they were. I don't understand it. Listen. We are creative in the sense that we comment, not in our creative sense that we comment Mm -hmm. in other people's content. And that's how we create content. So obviously we don't create original stuff, I guess, you know, like, like in terms of plotting, in terms of original fiction. And I'm aware of that. But I really am curious about the thought process behind what was like cutting certain parts of like what I would think would be key plot points in the book. So, yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, but he was good. I did think, like, I could, because my mind always goes to this, it kind of did remind me, you know, like, the 1920s and 30s when, like, the handsome Asian guy was, like, the mustache-twirling villain. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I but, I, I, but I I, but just let it go because I was like, he's really the best thing. <laughs> yeah. He's really the best yeah. thing. He was yeah. the best thing in the entire
0: <laughs> movie, man, honestly. It's not even close. No offense <laughs> to everybody else.
1: It was him, then
0: it was Mary, narcissist. Mary. Yeah, she was
1: great. And like, narcissist it's the whole movie – If the whole movie decided it was just going to be because she's a type, right? Like if the whole movie decided it was just going to lean into that, which I think like Dickinson does, I think it would have maybe worked better, you know, because she stole every scene she was in. She
0: stole the scene and then her and her husband, like the height discrepancy, the whole thing. I was like, I was intrigued. I was all about it. I was all about it. Yeah. See, this is more interesting. All right, guys. Fine. We've talked about persuasion. That's how we feel about it. Clearly, I have an H.E.A. Nana, do you have an H.E.A. for this episode? Oh yeah, I
1: will. But I also say, should say, just read the actual book, Persuasion. Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, Agreed my hea is called something wilder and it is oh you read it i did i read it i liked it but i really kind of it kind of reminds me okay so basically it's by christina lauren who i actually really enjoy them they're like a duo of friends who write romance novels together Mm -hmm. like they did i think the love equation or something like that they did yeah that
0: was your one of your heas last season yeah
1: yeah. And this is like this is basically Oh, it's actually very similar to Persuasion now that I think about it because it's like a oh. woman. Yeah. And the sense that it's like a woman and like when she was 19 falls in love with this guy um God, what is who, it about 19. I wasn't falling in love at 19. What did I Yeah. <laughs> and his his name is Leo Gray, uh, Grady. He's half Asia, or he's half japanese half uh irish but his irish father walked out on his family um, wow <laughs> but, i'm so glad they yeah. didn't make the person of color
0: be the person that work walks out they do that all i the know time i liked that too i content. liked that too. also sorry to interrupt but this might be the first christina lauren book that i've read where it's not uh like it's a non-white lead that's very fascinating that i've heard of like i've like yeah you're right that. you're right yeah
1: interesting yeah you're okay. right diversity um so anyway, yeah, I'm going to make the plug for it. And Leo's very hot, but um, she basically he's from New York. He's like a city slicker. He comes to her ranch and I think utah that her father and her own um Mm -hmm. and they fall in love and like they have this big plan he's going to leave new york they're going to end up together whatever they don't for a reason like he just disappeared and so we like flash fast forward 10 years later she's lost the ranch she's like in wyoming giving these like tours to tourists um like adventure tours um Mm -hmm. and he's like in new york and miserable. Um, it turns out her father was, like, a very famous treasure hunter and, like, was really into, like, um, finding Butch which, which Cassidy and the Sundance kids, like, that that kind of stuff, you know. Like, mm-hmm, he would find mm-hmm. different art- things for archaeologists, but, like, he he was, like, the foremost expert on, like, I forgot what their, the name of their gang was, but, like, on the that kind of era – Um, and she hated it and she hated everything about it and her father was always talking riddles and giving her puzzles and she hates it and all she wants to do is get her ranch and settle down and whatever and so she's giving a tour but Leo comes with his friends from New York to like do an adventure tour for like a guy's boys trip and guess what she's it's like they're they're like reunite and so there was this like lost misconnection lost love after like ten years and they're, she, second they're chance, yeah romance. yeah it's a second chance romance and um I think I like it because it's like it's fun it like gets into. Obviously, a little bit of the history of that, that time in terms, like, like the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, a little, but it's very, like, Western. It, like, is very, it gets really into the landscape, right? Like, they did a lot Mm. of research, and I love Utah, so it's, like, talking about arches and Zion and all these different places. And it, like, has a lot of riddles and puzzles, and, you know, like, I feel like it was a very ambitious book, Um, and it reminds me almost of, like, a modern, obviously different setting, but kind of, like... um, What's that movie with um, Kathleen Turner and uh, Michael Douglas? Romancing Uh, the Stone. Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like that vibe where it's like an adventure and they're like solving riddles. So is it like the new Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie that we were
0: talking about? Oh,
1: yeah. I haven't seen that movie, but we should. But I don't think that movie – isn't that movie – is that movie like they're on a quest for something? Oh, actually, I
0: think it's bait, yeah, it's not as proud, but it's I think it's like similar that sort of adventure, yeah, thing, but yeah, not quest, yeah, but like the adventure, sort of like you know, like road romance, like yeah, yeah,
1: and so it's really fun. Like, I don't, I actually think the romance is pretty good, the sex is fine, but for me, it was, just like, <laughs> it was <laughs> no, it was good, but it wasn't like crazy. I mean, oh. one scene takes place, there isn't any like, nipple the- play there was no, no. and one of like That's the pivotal scenes takes place in a sleeping bag which is just like not sexy to me
0: yeah
1: also the mechanics of that i really don't buy i didn't understand that seems very it.
0: uncomfortable like i, I hate it when you're reading it. a sex scene and you're like wait <laughs> like does that actually work like physically <laughs> i didn't get it at like all. why are her legs over there like this does not make sense have you had sex um, recently <laughs>
1: yeah woman but, writing or man writing this book <laughs> yeah but I, I i'll say it was just like a fun read and i think what i liked about it it was just like i've been reading a lot of romance novels that are good but kind of feel like more of the same you know mm-hmm. and this just felt like refreshingly different and i i've gone I on goodreads not everybody loves this like you know it doesn't happen yeah like, i told you recording. i remember i i just-
0: yeah, I told you, and um, our other friend, like I like the re- summary was did not move me, even though I've liked other Christina Lauren books to read them. So, but now I'm intrigued. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like so I mentioned in our I'm romance itchy.
0: novel group chat.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We do have all a right. romance novel group chat. Yes,
0: guys. Of course, I do have a romance novel group chat. Like, who do you think we? Are? Of course, we do. <laughs>
1: um.
0: All right. So, okay. So, something wilder, Christina Lauren. Okay. So that sounds good. I'll I'll put that on my list then. All right, so my HEA is called Nora Goes Off Script by Annabelle Monaghan. Okay. And so this is about like a woman who, like, she writes like those, like, you know, the movies that Nan and I talk about, the holiday movies, like, for like romance channels, like Hallmark and Lifetime. She writes the ones where, like, you know, a woman like falls in love with a small town hero. And that's so that's been her bread and butter. Uh, And she's like, was the breadwinner in our household to like a a husband that is just like kind of sucks and -hmm. she has two kids and her husband like just leaves her randomly, uh, by herself. And, you know, is like, he needs to go like find himself, even though he has two children and a wife and just like leaves her and dumps her. And so she writes like this, like incredible, like screenplay that just gets all her sort of frustrations out about like what happened with her marriage. And it gets picked up by this like big Hollywood studio and they make a movie and say they want to make a movie out of it. And it stars a guy called Leo Vance, who Mm. is a former uh, sexiest man alive, leading man in Hollywood. And then, you know, this like super famous actress that plays her. So the guy Leo Vance is playing her ex-husband. And so they end up having to come to her home to film a couple of scenes and they give her money for it. And then after the filming is over, Leo Vance, you know. Like this like a little bit younger, like very sexy man is like, Can I stay in your tea house in the back for a while? Cause the, the script is called the tea house. That's what the movie's okay. called, and that's where a lot of the pivotal scenes take place. And so he's like, I'll pay you seven grand if you let me stay for a week. And she's like, Oh, sure, I guess I could use the money because of course like I said, her ex husband left her and she da- like, but the only way she makes money is through this like writing these like movies. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens when he stays over with this single mom of two kids, Nana? uh you might fall in love
1: (laughs) but not just with her but the kids as well as well so it
0: becomes like this like it's just it i really enjoyed it's like not it's not my typical sort of like story like it's like um it just i think the book just came out like last month and when when i first saw the saw it i was like oh i don't know like this sounds interesting is this not more like women's fiction than romance romance Mm -hmm. but it was really quite good like seeing and like reading about them as they fall in love and like have all the situation and of course there's a big misunderstanding all that sort of stuff and her kids are really cute it becomes like like and she's in a small town so like he falls in love with her and the kids the small town falls in love is like sort of gobsmacked by -hmm. him being there this major actor that's like in marvel type movies and stuff like that they fall in love with him he's like going and helping like with her kids play and going to like soccer practice like all that sort of stuff so it's All very interesting. Uh, I loved it. So, Nora goes off script by Annabelle Monaghan. Nora Hamilton and Leo Vance, you know, fall in love uh, in her 100 year old home that she bought and scraped to buy that her husband didn't care about. But, Leo Vance, this like big name from Hollywood, suddenly is like into it. My only
1: complaint no actual sex, just alluded to.
0: And I think that's a cop out.
1: I I don't mind. I don't mind it. I don't think it's for every story, but I'm also prudish. So, <laughs> You're prudish. Get out of my face! <laughs> Look at I, hate I hate lies. I hate lies.
0: Nana is prudish. Okay, all right. That's we're ending the episode there. <laughs> okay, guys. Our next episode, and I'm going to commit to this so that we actually have to do it. Our next episode is going to be another mini episode and a review, and it's going to be what is it going to be, Nana? Tell them.
1: Do we want to commit to it? Because Okay. Mr. Malcolm's list.
0: It's coming out on VOD
1: next week. It's definitely coming out on VOD, right? I've I've, I've confirmed it the best I could, but.
0: (laughs) Okay. You know what? All right. Hold on. Let me just look at this so I do not, (laughs) so I can cut it out if it's, if it's not, it's not happening. Uh, Starting July 21st. Okay. So it is. All right. All right, so Mr. Malcolm's List, I saw it in the theater. I will love, I will be very happy to watch it again on VOD. And yeah. All right, guys, until next time. Bye. Right, bye. Bye.